0: Welcome, everyone, to the Uppy and Stash podcast. I'm your host, Uppy. Uh, With me tonight, we have a brand new guest. Well, not brand new to my life, but like uh, it's been a minute. We have the Hyde Father. Uh, Hyde Father, how are you, brother?
1: Good. How are you doing, brother?
0: I am doing well. It's it's been so great. Like We've been chatting it up. We were discussing uh, before we recorded. The best we narrowed it down. So we've known each other for seven years, but like we haven't really gotten to see each other probably in at least four, maybe. Like it's yeah, been, yeah. So so happy you joined us. Um, Stash is MIA. Like we're recording an hour later than we normally would. He requested a, a delayed start because his uh, grandfather is hanging out. Um, I guess his grandpa is still hanging <laughs> at ten thirty at night. That's amazing because it would have been a total reunion because um, I met you the same day that I met Stash. So, uh, gotcha. I mean, that's
2: yeah. me I probably that's probably the same day we all
1: I think met because I don't yeah. think I met Stash before that.
0: I thought you guys had met, like, at at, a conference prior to that. Like, I thought you guys ran into each other. Uh, You know what?
1: Yes. Yes. Conference, Sacramento, I think. You're right. Now, thanks for refreshing my memory.
2: That's what I'm um,
1: for. Yeah. uh, I met him after, actually, hours um social event
2: um yeah and he was you know pushing hard to get the youngsters involved and
0: then here we are seven years later and we're no longer youngsters um no well actually (laughs) uh what was the age
1: out like 35
0: yeah oh yeah it's been well well, they cut us off before we aged out anyway Eh, so yeah (laughs) that's true that's pretty well. I'm gonna be fine because we, we had talked with you before. Um, not that we've been doing this podcast a long time, I think we're a little over two years, but before we recorded with Squadcast, which meant all of our guests had to have like a microphone and a headset, which you didn't have at the time, but now we've switched to Zoom. So it's finally good to get you on, and like, um, so the audience knows how I thought of the Hide Father today was um I through a work thing I looked up on the map I went on Google Maps this morning and uh I was like where is Temecula California and then I I knew it was down south but I didn't know where down south it was and then I just started kind of going down Memory Alley and I was like oh that's not too far from Hemet Hemet's where the hide father is which is not too far from uh Paris where stash lives and west covina where my grandparents were so where i spent a few of my summers as a child so then after i did that i texted stash I'm like should we have the hide father on tonight he's like yeah hit him up and i did so i'm here the hide father's here stash is here. <laughs> but um one thing we do because i don't think you've had the time to listen to us yet perhaps um, I do see this wonderful cup you've been drinking out of. What is in that cup? Is, is there any It's
1: alcohol? a Moscow Mule.
0: Okay, okay, good, good. And
1: it's a, I don't know if you can see, but it's in honor of Pride Month, it's a rainbow copper.
0: it, it barely, so on, on my right side of it, which is probably. Yeah, your the green screen like behind me probably is. I see blue, I see purple, and then near the yeah. handle where your hand is, I can see some orange. So yeah, I do see it. Yeah. Um, my can is a little kaleidoscope. I don't have a good view of it because I'm you are road. um yeah it, I just always don't always coming
1: out. up with a, a a different IPA or
0: no well, this one's a sour. <laughs> uh this one's called trippy hippie. It is a a sour um it was done actually with a, I think a brewery down your way. It's called Sandbox Brewing, and gotcha. one of ours up here, I Grants of Virtue. And um, unlike last week, last week was supposed to be like a Fruit Loops inspired sour, which did not taste like Fruit Loops at all. But it was good. And um, I can't see my label all that well because I'm getting old. Like, I, well, I mean, you never knew me as a glasses wearer, so I'm sure it might be a weird for you to see me wearing glasses, but. <laughs> Uh, Father Time caught up to me. Um, This one is like um, a smoothie sour. 6.7%. Oh, look who's joining us. Check this out. We have a stash. He finally showed up. There he is. But he's still connecting. All right, so stash, we already started, barely. You Just have a chance a to minutes. tell us now what you are drinking. I am drinking
3: Coronas and smoking the doobies uh, with my grandpa <laughs> <laughs> today. We had another special guest.
0: Uh, hi. <laughs> hi, hi, grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
3: that's, that's my. Uh,
0: hi, how you doing? Hopefully, you got him. <laughs> Problem is, I don't got them. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, so you're drinking the Coronas, you're smoking the Dewies, okay?
3: That's cool. Well, I can't say I am, but there is some.
0: No on. point, no point in talking about it if you ain't doing it.
3: Okay, well then I'm not gonna talk about it. You can't talk
0: about hookers and blow if you're not doing hookers and blow. Oh,
3: I, hookers and blow are like the, you know, that's what happens around here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh perfect time cuz we were actually uh we had just set it up where uh we we're talking about how we all met at about the same time. So this is a little bit of a reunion of sorts and um uh the hide father is going to tell us his three tombstone songs. So it's been a while since we've had a first time guest on it. I think Jake News was the last time and that was months ago. So the concept of the tombstone songs for any new listeners uh you have passed away. Somehow, some way there's a technology where you can have a like an MP3 player at your tombstone, but you can only pick three songs to leave behind for your uh friends and loved ones. So Hyde Father, what are your three tombstone songs?
2: Um I would have to say my first song is probably uh back that thing up
1: because that's the that's the first song my wife and I uh, danced together at a house okay. party where I met her. So nice. um that would have to be one at my tombstone. Two would be like uh Ramona Yala, tragoza Licor, because oh, that yeah. song like reminds me of my grandpa and like kind of oh basically any drinking um that went on at any social event um growing up. And then um lastly, I would probably say uh Dr. Green Thumb by Cypress Hill. Um that song was pretty big uh when you know I was in uh, probably a freshman. And then if you know me, uh the song will definitely make sense. <laughs>
0: I thought I knew you, and I thought, turn down for what? What's going to be one of them? Oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, you picked three songs no one's ever mentioned before. That's unique and awesome, and I, I didn't even understand the thing. Is there an English translation to the second song you mentioned? Yes. 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 What, care to indulge me a little bit? <laughs> uh, it's, uh... Your gringo friend, please. <laughs> I...
2: I guess it would be like a bitter swigs of alcohol. But the guy's basically
1: like it's just, he's kind of he's heartbroken and it's why he wants a drink. Um, and it's a real famous song. So okay. like okay. uh you know, so yeah. It's basically it's it was out before I was even born. So from the moment I was like you know, early memories, you, I already, you know, have that song imprinted in my head,
2: sort of.
0: Nice. Well, fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. No worries, man. And, uh, we're willing to let you take the floor if you have a topic for us. If not, I can, uh, indulge um, our listeners on a fun conversation I had this week with Beardo's brother.
1: Let's, yeah, let's do that. And then we'll see where that takes us.
0: Okay. So, I, I had, for the most part, learned my lesson with arguing with Trumpers on Facebook. Um, I think I, for the most part, Stash and I touched on this last week where we mentioned uh, topics we can't ignore on social media. But anywho, this goes beyond that, where I still have a few right leaning right leaning folks that are friends my Facebook, but I've learned to basically just tune them out. I I don't block anybody. I don't hide them or whatever. It's just, I've learned to ignore it. Just like I've learned for the last five years how to ignore the urge to smoke. It's still there, but I've learned to ignore it and I let it go. Anywho, this one particular guy who posted something, this, this is the kind of guy who's probably the most out there of the friends i have on facebook who don't have the same ideology i do uh i'm pretty sure she believes that somehow some way trump is gonna be reinstated as president in august like that far out there so he posted something that was not even that controversial just like oh, wow, when Biden said he didn't work for us, he wasn't kidding. Like, it was open-ended, but I'm like, whatever. But then I saw, like, Beardo's brother commented on it. And he said something like, the statement was, did you hear the latest from Biden? He said all laws were passed or enforced by badge, gun, hood, and noose. And I see that comment, I'm like, even Trump wouldn't be dumb enough to say that. So what's the story here? So I look up that line, because that's the only line I have to go by. And I see a greater context of it. And Biden was speaking about how when Juneteenth happened, you know, the, the Tulsa Massacre, That was a time when, even though we've had the Civil War and the slaves were freed, it still wasn't an America for everybody. And it wasn't equal for everybody. And at that time, those laws were enforced by, you know, badge, gun, hood, and noose. And once you get the whole quote, it's like, okay, now I understand what. So I went in and I commented. Now, mind you, this is later at night. It was probably about the same kind of time of night as it is now. we're We're hitting up about eleven pm i've I've definitely have had my fair share of beers because why not? And I started out to comment with just, "Hey, contacts matters. quote, here's a quote." <laughs> but then I went a little too far because it wasn't just Beardo's brother commenting. they have a joint Facebook account, him and his wife. And we all know, unless the people are super old, if you have a joint Facebook account, someone cheated on somebody. So <laughs> So I ended it with, well, by the way, which one of you two cheated? And then like the dude who posted it, like deleted my comment. I'm like, What the fuck? Like, why'd you delete my shit, man? So he hit me up like in private message, said, Look, I don't mind what you said, but try to keep personal attacks out of it. I'm like Whatever, bro. If that's where you're going to draw your line, fuck it. So I re-commented the whole thing minus the whole who cheated on who. And then like Beardo's brother comes back and it was just like, and I'm not looking this up. I'm just going to give everyone the generalization from memory. It was just nonsense. He's, I know verbatim the first sentence was, actually, he didn't. Which I don't know what he's talking about is whatever. And then he just went on a completely different tangent. And I was like, LOL, bro. Like, that comment, What your comeback was comically bad. And then, like, the original poster got involved and said, why are you defending Biden? And I think he went into some, like, tangent about the Keystone Pipeline and all the jobs Biden got rid of. And why are you defending him? And I was just like, look. I just wanted to provide the whole quote that wasn't given. And then I laughed at him or her. I'm I sure I specified her or him because who knows which one it is. Who is it that you're talking to? And, I, and all I did was laugh at them for their shitty retort. And then he left something he made this comment about it, it was way off the walls. It was like Look, I've known you for a long time, which he has, like him and his family, him and Beardo and their parents. They met me literally the day my family moved to California. Um, they greeted us the second RU haul truck pulled up to our house. And he's like, if you can't see what's right in front of your eye, it's sad. And then it dwelled further into like, and I don't know what the whole body of it was. Like, I think some part of it was like, hey, I used to think like you. But I educated myself. And then it ended with <laughs> no choke. And if Biden was sniffing your kid, what would you think? Well, Biden didn't sniff your kid. So what do you think?
2: Like,
0: yeah. And then, then he commented something else, but I think it got deleted because it was also a personal attack. But like, honestly, like, you both know what I do for a living. Like, I negotiate with lawyers for a living. So I think this whole thing's like beneath me, so it's funny. And then, like, <laughs> but it gets better. He actually private messaged me. Started out with "You are what's wrong with this state in this country," like, blah 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 blah. I'm like, "Are you want something?" Because all I did was provide the whole context to the one line you singled out. That was my only motivation here was to show you how you misled people. And he's like, I watched it live, bro. I may have missed a word or two. So then I provided the transcript of the whole speech. <laughs> and then nothing like still changing the concept like like just kept changing the subject. And then I don't know I, I kind of felt I just kept trying to find different avenues for him to just like take the bait and be like hey maybe I got this one wrong and I kept trying to find new ways to introduce the fact that you're wrong just say it yeah (laughs) but then like he wouldn't read the transcript and then he was like well you're like you need to educate yourself like I have and you know, if you voted for Biden, then you need to wake up and I feel sorry for you. I was like, well, actually, I was a Bernie supporter. I mean, I wasn't going to. This is one part where I was distruthful. I mean, in the actual election, I voted for Biden in the primaries, even though Bernie had dropped out, I still voted for Bernie. <laughs> I was a Bernie, bro. Like, just to try to see if I could get him off kilter. Um, but then he stopped responding to me. Then, like, the next night, like, the immaturity I have kicked in. And so I went and I looked up the actual video of the speech. Like, well, maybe maybe I need to hear it. Maybe there's something in, in hearing it that will change the words. And no, no, the, the transcript fit well with what he was speaking. Saying, yeah. But it was a 46-minute speech. And so I went back into the conversation, posted the link to the video, and I said, dude, this is a 40 minutes 46 minute speech. I think he missed more than a word or two. Because that was his argument. I may have missed a word or two. was like he missed more than a word or two. This was 46 fucking minutes. And then he came back at me again. More nonsense, like have a great life, whatever. And I said, look. You have told me you once thought like me. But you've done your reading. One of his arguments was, I've read the law books to prove Biden's the most racist president we've ever had. You can't tell me that you've voluntarily read through law books just to prove ra- Biden's a racist. But you can't read this transcript that will take you five minutes. You can't like tell me you're... Anywho. I didn't actually say that, but I presented it as... You've told me in the presence of facts, you're able to be open-minded and change your mind. Why can't you just admit that you got this one wrong and he still fucking couldn't? And I'm
2: like... Because you don't know. You don't listen to
3: the truth. That's why.
0: Well, they don't care about the truth. That's the whole thing. And I knew, I knew this years ago when, by, uh, when Trump first got elected. They don't care about the truth. The truth doesn't matter. And that's where I got disenfranchised as an American was I thought that at least at the end of the day, we can be centered on the facts. We can disagree about what to do with a fact, but we could at least agree on a fact. But then the, the whole level of Trumper came into play and it's like, no, the, their opinion is their fact and they don't care about the actual fact. And it was, again, prior to the career I now have, I probably would have gotten all worked up about it, but like this whole time, like I was like, I'd rather deal with the lawyers because the lawyers are at least anchored in fact too, and it's just a matter of our interpretation of what the fact is. But I don't know; it was just hilarious to me. <laughs> like, yeah, like you're gay. People are still idiots out there. Like I feel sorry for Beardo for being biologically related to this person. Um, uh, but it's I don't know. It, it's It was just laughable. I I gave him so many nice ways to just take the easy out, and he just couldn't. And then now I just want to invite him on the show so we can, like, roast him in his terrible beliefs. But I'm going to wait till Beardo is back from Florida before I do that. So, any thoughts, y'all? Have you gotten into any similar arguments yourselves
2: over the last five years? Mr um, Father,
0: Father.
3: Oh, yeah, sorry, that, that was a German version of the Heid I uh, the fewer uh,
2: yeah. I don't really um I just gloss over all those Facebook kind of
1: comments because you uh you're really not gonna convince and anybody um if anything they're just gonna double down um because now it's
2: on like you know so i mean at work we have i mean we're with with leather
1: work it's more like republican (laughs) you know cowboy you know that kind of right-wing mentality for sure um you know enforcing masks was like you know you know know that the you know the lit now it's like you know you know that's magnetizing people and that kind of you know stuff i mean yeah it's and and the um the crazy part is that sometimes it's. It's people you, th- like business owners, people you think are smart, but then they spew like nonsense and then you lose like a amount of respect
2: because
1: mm-hmm. uh, you're like, like you know, you believe, what, you actually believe you were getting magnetized um, or that, right. you know, there's this new
2: world order you know, nonsense. Like, yes, I believe I believe that uh, people with money are controlling politics. Yes, through
1: lobbyists, through whatnot. Do I believe the rich and, you know, do I believe there's a corrupt system? Yes. Um, Hands down. But do I believe that, you know, 5G and you know, conspiracy theories type like you know, you know, Hillary's eating kids, um, type stuff. You the know, pizza
3: gate stuff.
1: Yeah, but I mean there's people that come in there and like, you know, they're sounds like you know it's the onion, but they're they come in
2: with real, you know. Did you know this? Did you know that? Um, yeah, so some of them, you know, um. Uh, you would swear think they're doctors with the uh, the amount of you know advice they give
1: of yeah but on on that same note the amount of information that has been like coming out and changing and like how fauci you know said um masks were not necessary originally just so that the health workers could have them and then then said masks were you know and kind of the whole um how they're funding some of the um research the uh what is it the gain of function research um that kind of is a little you know, not so, I mean, he, he kind of, Obama shut that down and then Trump allowed it to come back and then kind Fauci kind of helped open that door. So, you know, he's kind of seen as a hero, but, you know, I don't know if you've seen the, um, Colbert show where John Stewart was on there recently. I, know, um, I know. Oh, you got to watch it, man. He, uh, he goes on there and he says that uh, we have to thank science because science has really come through right now um, and and helped us through an epidemic that science caused. <laughs> so um, you know, and then Colbert's like, "Oh, do you really think it came out of a lab?" And then he says. The lab is called the Wuhan coronavirus lab. They named the virus literally after the lab. So, I mean, you got to watch it, man. Uh, uh, John's, you know, he um, he's always kind of trying to spit some truth out there. But, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure 90% now they're saying it is a lab created. Um, you know, he even threw an extra joke that said, "If there was chocolate all over Hershey, Pennsylvania, and the scientists told you that a uh, some kind of animal mated with the cocoa bean, would you believe it, or would you think it was a chocolate factory?" So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of now leaning. I mean, unfortunately, Trump was so polarizing and said so much ridiculous stuff that the second he said that came out of a lab, it totally, anybody who followed that with it came out of a lab sounded just as crazy as him. So that kind of,
2: you know, delayed, I I think that theory from being investigated further.
3: With so much stuff that's comes out of his mouth, it was really hard to, understand or what's truly what he's believing right you know mm. so it's it, it makes it super difficult to be like oh well yeah he had a point because well he also believed he didn't he didn't lose you know but And here he, we yeah. are he so, also
1: believed injecting cl- uh, Clorox and what yeah. yeah so So he yeah he that's the unfortunate said, part
3: yeah he, he, he might have said some good things and whatnot but at the end of the day like um we we all want to kind of figure out how we got here. But the question is that it's always should be more of how did we get through it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that we could be more of, of, of a functioning society. And just the, the, the questioning sometimes of the path, uh, is, is, it's wow. it's it's not a great thing to do, right? Because uh, only I certainly I know always, the Asian
2: community
1: like an apology. I mean, the whole wet market theory everybody was bashing wet markets and shut them down. Yeah. And yeah. Mean, but,
3: but you, so, so I, I think what you're referring to with the wet markets is it was very early on that the wet markets were being discussed. Right. And truly wow. so. Because, because, because really, you, you really have a point that at that moment in time, it was like, hey, this is where, Some of these other coronaviruses were coming from, right? And you're absolutely correct. But um, when we try to fight too much about uh, the past at the current moment, and not how we get out of this, um, we lose that moment to figure out how we got out of this. Because we should be focusing on the fight on. Let's move forward with the effort of um, let's understanding the past without fighting it. Let's just say that past happened. You can't fight what occurred or didn't occur should occurred. You know what I mean? Let's just go back and look at the data, at the facts and go that route. Th- let those things decide the facts and not so much an opinionated fact decide the facts of the past.
0: Oh, that was very wordy. Um,
3: Sorry, I know. <laughs>
0: no, no, it's okay. That's, that's what I love about you, Stash. Um, and I, I did see something where I, I wish I could cite the source for y'all and I'm sorry, I can't, um, everyone should know by now I like half pay attention to things. So I can only half tell you about them, but you know, these viruses have, you know, they come more prevalent over the year. You know, like we've had this wine flu and like other, um, Zeke, I think is one of them. And now we've had the coronavirus. It drew a correlation that we keep destroying the boundaries between humans and animals. Like we keep encroaching on their habitats for, you know, for, you know, for expansion of our living spaces. And it was basically surrounded by the idea that as long as we keep expanding our living spaces and keep encroaching on the animal world there's going to be, there's going to keep being these viruses that should only be an animal that's going to cross over to us. Um, um, that's probably the most layman terms I can put it, because that's how I understand it, but just something to keep in mind. You know? Yeah, From
2: what I understand, the lab was actually um, testing like how trying to make viruses jump from
1: one species to another like from species to humans to in in their i guess eyes it was you know we want to see what this virus is capable of doing so that we can be prepared for it but and uh, the opposite side of that spectrum is like like why are you doing this dangerous stuff that what you know and exposing um having that kind of possibility of it getting out. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, like I said, it's from what I've been reading now lately, almost it's like almost all the scientists now are saying, yeah, the way it's acting. um, I mean, most viruses go for like one, like they're either respiratory or their stomach or they're they're not like all of the above. They're not like body aches, headache, lose loss of taste, also respite, you know, like, so the fact that it triggers that many. I mean, uh, Bill Maher had a couple of scientists on a few weeks ago, and both of them agreed. Like, yeah, if they both had to bet, it's definitely came out of a lab. Um, so, yeah, I just like, you know, the, I kind of don't watch the news anymore, man. Um uh, I don't watch CNN or MSNBC <laughs> no one's or, or any of that. Um, I I watch a little bit of um, podcasting, whatever, you know. I do watch the uh, uh, they do all their new show now, Breaking Points with Crystal and Sagar. Um, a little bit of secular talk, not too much. Um, you know, but uh yeah, just podcasts mostly, man. The news seems to be, um, you know, either either if you're watching MSNBC, they're never saying anything bad about Biden, and if you're watching yeah, Fox, yeah. you know, so.
3: yeah, they're on their camps again, or well, they were always in their camps, but even yeah. worse now, yeah, yeah.
2: So, but. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, Amazon crushed the uh, union. <clears throat> uh, now I heard that uh, I think it was UFCW is going to try, or and
0: I have read something of the Teamsters.
1: Oh no, I the, heard the it's the Teamsters. Teamsters, yeah. teamsters. Yeah. you're right. Teamsters, because the first union that tried was a small one. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the Teamsters try, man. That's uh that's one that's a large union oh yeah yeah. so um i mean odds are are
2: looking better for those guys if they're able to do that
0: right like i think it was bernie sanders posted something this week about how bezos could have given a bonus to every amazon worker of like a hundred and five thousand dollars yeah And he still would be richer than he was when the pandemic started. Right. You I, I don't know. And I, I keep seeing updates from that guy, like that guy who who owns that company. I think shit. Someone in the Pacific Northwest, maybe. I don't know. There's one guy who is a CEO. He's in the Midwest. Pays
3: his employees really
1: well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like there's long a long hair. Yeah. Yeah, that's in the Midwest. Yeah. Yeah, like that guy. Like I, I don't follow him, but it, I don't know. I think Occupied Democrats repost a lot of this shit. Yeah. yeah. Where he basically, because now he, you know, he got a lot of the attention because he said, "I'm the worst." My employee is going to make any one of my employees is going to make seventy grand a year. Mm-hmm. And he has reported over the years like his employees are actually having more kids because they don't have like. Pay anxiety. And now, like the most latest thing I've seen from him is he basically gave his 200 employees a choice. Do you want to keep working virtually? Do you want to keep, you want to, these are only like 7% of his employees opted to work right. exclusively in the office. The majority wanted a, some sort of hybrid. And I, now that I'm transitioning out of the stay-at-home order, I like the hybrid idea. I like, doing from some from home, some from the field, if you will. And then a smaller percentage decided they want a complete work from home situation. And I like, this guy gets it. Why can't Bezos I mean Bezos is trying to get the government to give him ten billion dollars for his space program. Like, dude, you fucking have ten billion dollars. Just do it your fucking self. Because uh, <laughs> you, you, you found a great topic for me to go on a tangent on because the thing that really pissed me off, remember when the government shut down a few years ago and those federal employees were went a little bit without a paycheck? Or they probably went like a month without a paycheck. I know the Coast Guard was affected and some other places. Anywho, point being, some of those people, Started having discussions about filing for bankruptcy without a paycheck. And uh, I have some conservative friends, like I mentioned before. Like, why do you budget so bad? You're going to file for bankruptcy after missing a paycheck. But that's what I don't, the larger problem I don't like is we're expected with a smaller amount of money to budget correctly to where. If we miss a payday or two, we're fine. Like we're supposed to somehow save large portions of our money when we don't have as much. But the second one these billionaires and their company has a hard spot, they're expecting the government to bail them out. And it's that whole, basically the whole concept is yes, socialism, socialism for the rich, capitalism for the poor. So how, why would you hold your own brother or sister in this life accountable for not being able to make ends meet when they don't get a paycheck? But Bezos the problem is it's okay for Bezos to charge sixty dollars for a case of water if he so chooses. The problem is that we are in the
1: minority when in thinking like that. Mm. There's actually people that make less than you and I and, and Stash that uh don't want to raise the minimum wage mm-hmm. that company you're talking about the guy who paid um everybody 70 grand um he said some of his employees quit mm-hmm. and the reason was was they because
2: separation. they
1: were making 70 grand or 6 or 75 and now the pe- the people who were only making 40 or 30 were now making the same as them and they felt like
0: that wasn't right
1: and they left you know it's so crazy man that people don't want to see others do well even if it means that there's no nothing less off of their own plate right that's some some reason why people don't want to raise minimum wage because they don't want it to be near their wage or they they're afraid of yeah um uh, f- food or burgers will. But even though you look at employers like In-N-Out, who pay well and their burgers are still affordable, or Costco, yeah, pays well and you, people still shop there. Uh, you know, there's good employers and they thrive. But people think like if for some reason others do it, it the world's gonna fall apart. And they defend billionaires more than they defend the working class. Like, oh, yeah. millionaires they'll never meet <laughs> or be or become
0: um, let, let's be honest they'll never become hundred thousandaires <laughs> no, yeah. you, and you, you brought up an excellent point because you basically encapsulated what Mrs. Uppy <laughs> has constantly accused of let's say let's call him father Uppy my dad um, my dad's that way he he was an electrician. He was an expert in his craft. He made good money doing it. But he was always that type of person who, who was like, it's a slap in my face if you're gonna raise their wage. The problem is what he always forgot. My mom has always worked a minimum wage job. She didn't start working until I was 14. That was 25 years ago. She still works a minimum wage job. And Mrs. Uppy, bless her heart, would be the person who had the balls to be like, Don't you think mom uppy deserves better than minimum wage? She always complained about how bad they treat her. Doesn't she deserve more? And like <laughs> But you're right. Some people think about they just see it as uh, I don't have that separation between the people who I think are less than me. So I'm not as important anymore. And, yeah. and that came up in my argument with Beardo's brother was like, look, and you're right. We're we're in the minority, but my philosophy has always been our judgment as a society, especially with fur, as rich as our country is, should be how well we can do for those who are worse off. We should not be judged by how well we can raise the ceiling for those who already have enough. and But that's just where we are in our society is like how well can we do better for the job creators well we just keep finding new ways for them to stash money not use stash, stash but stash money offshores <laughs> you know but we don't think about how well maybe that bottom rung would be better off if we didn't make welfare more attractive than working. if we raise them in wage and make welfare worse than what working is maybe they'll want to work because there's an incentive to do it and maybe it'd be yeah. easy we've this, all seen this. on social media posts like poverty charges interest you're too poor to fix your tooth it's become it's like your car you can't make the 10 dollar fix well that 10 dollar yes. fix you couldn't do is gonna be a thousand dollars next year that tooth that would be maybe 20 bucks is going to be a bigger headache down the line yeah
3: 100 bucks later down the
0: road
1: yeah, i love 20. when people post like um, you know i'd give the shirt off my back or my last dollar or they they're so helpful but then if you say medicare for all it's like yeah. you know you yeah, know nothing's free
3: <laughs> and it's so
1: i thought you were so giving really? and you wanted and you didn't want anybody you know even a stranger if you've seen a stranger you know uh you'd pull over and help them or you do this and that and the second you had, that opportunity is available you're like no <laughs> you know so it's, yeah. yeah yeah it's if, uh, those kind of people drive me crazy i'm like you know yeah you know, when i see them posting stuff i'm like are you kidding me like you you would shut down any social program you could yeah, there's a there's a meme that says if somebody <laughs> invented libraries today it would it, <laughs> it would be trying, to, yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a public <laughs> place for free books and you can come in there and do what you know it would it would get shut down because people are so scared of so, socialism um. Even though we're all card-carrying socialists, we're all card-carrying. Yeah, yeah we
0: we could have easily just, we could easily just have this up his Dad Night" because you keep bringing up poison <laughs> around me and my father, my my dad, the <laughs> boomer, because my dad is that same guy. Like, yes, socialism bad. Socialism. Well, my dad's a few years older than my mom, and he he. So my mom. Last year, I think, turned 65, so she became Medicare eligible last year. That whole 64th year of my mom's life, my dad bitched the whole time. I can't wait till your mom is Medicare, because interest is costing us too much. I was like, yes. You fucking hate socialism, but you've been begging for it for your wife. I get <laughs> it. Okay. But don't let her work. Don't let her make her more than $12 an hour, because that'd be bad.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: For the record, I love my father. I really do. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> but, man. I'm just... Uh, no, like, boomers. Fuck you. Like, seriously.
1: <laughs> yeah, healthcare is one thing, man. I just see too many people uh, bankrupting or not mm-hmm. or avoiding to go get getting things done. Um, I mean, people that have good jobs or, you know, I've got a buddy now, he's doing chemo. I mean, that's just decimating
2: mm-hmm. all oh, kinds of,
1: you know, yeah. and he's young. So you can just be, you just never know. You know what I mean? You could save your entire life and just have bad health and have it all go in one year. You know right. what I mean? So you could do
0: everything right. You could you do everything right. right, work
1: hard, invest, save. save.
0: Sacrifice um, in order to not, it,
1: yeah. not spend, do it, do what they say you should do, and still, um, you still
0: know, get fucked. yeah, still get fucked, yeah, <laughs> and you know, and the, you know, the whole idea of socialism, too. And I haven't gotten to that whole socialism, like socialized medicine argument in a while, but I know the one thing that always down to people is like, you don't need socialized medicine. I was like. Name one socialized country that has socialized medicine. You you can't. The ones that actually provide it, they're not socialist countries, but they happen to provide (laughs) socialized medicine. So, I mean, Mm. I don't... But the the one thing I'm going to take away from tonight, whenever this podcast ends, is like, this is the most quiet Stash has ever been. (laughs) He's he's
3: talking (laughs) for me. I'm like talking to my brother almost i have i have, I have nothing more to offer it's like it's like let me introduce my brother it's like
2: that
1: <laughs> this is the guy that started this nonsense man i didn't even uh really care about that kind of stuff like i always say like i was more mad in sports i was a sports addict um and you knew then you knew sports
2: man then going
1: to uh next up in chicago mm. came back just just like stash said you know you're going to come back and you're going to be you know you're not just going to be fired up about you know public employee issues you're going to be fired up about immigration you're going to be fired up oh, about yeah. you know global warming you're gonna be fired yeah. up about you know uh you know women's pay you're gonna be fired up about and so yeah I mean every seemed like every event we're coming back with a new social cause <laughs> um and yeah and and you know what I think it was uh something that was good for me at least um uh, you know uh it opened my eyes to a lot like you know right. um hearing other people talk at all these places always uh is refreshing to see like you know and and it was like uh i mean you've you've been to a few conferences adam so or <laughs> uppie um so you know you you know the deal how it goes
4: i, I, I do
0: no I, no. that and you you bring up a great point um because you and I went to uh, DC, to we see. did, and what a fantastic experience that was, um, especially my afternoon in Philly. But we, we won't talk about that. But we we went to the Martin Luther King Jr. conference, and I went to I went to one of those like I forget what we recall. it. It's just like. It was like a session, I, I don't know what we called them then, like a breakout was, or something. It was yeah. a breakout, yeah, it was a total break. And I went to a breakout that was injustice in the LBGTQ community. I was just generally curious, I'm not LGBT or Q, or and I know there's more letters now, and I'm not trying You're to just j yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to like be inoffensive, just I know there's more letters now, but that's what it was at the time. And I went just because I was like, you know what? I want to hear what these people's stories is. And I'm pretty sure I was the only straight person in there. But um, the problem I found with it was I don't think too much of it was actually about injustice in their communities. I think there was a, I think it mostly came across as people griping about their problems. But I don't feel like the problems they were griping about were because of their sexual orientation. But the, I mean, one lady stood up and, she was older and I say older she was probably late 40s or early 50s and she is from New York City and she just stood up and said I get it I've been there I've been called a dyke I've had my car broken Like, and I don't know it just it really hit home that like and even with the Trump presidency it really hit home like how lucky am I to be just a white male like It sounds like the dumbest thing in the world to be thankful for. But it's like, man, how lucky am I? I didn't have any of these other side issues. Like, um, the contractor who's done a lot of the work in my house is African-American. And, you know, he spent a lot of time. He's done a lot of projects that took a lot of time. So he was over at the house a lot. And it's usually on a Friday we were just getting to these discussions with we were paying him just to talk to us basically and um we you know he shared with us and he said this almost as if he was bragging he's like yeah I only have like about five moments a month like he got his life to where he dialed into where he only had to experience racism five times a month and he was saying that like that was a great thing and like it is at this time I think Little Uppy was born, so maybe 2016. I was like, it is 2016, and you're still happy you only have to experience racism five times a month. It that's fucking sad. Like it should be gone. It should be gone a hundred years ago. Like <laughs> I mean, obviously sooner than that, but I'm trying to be realistic. Um it's just amazing. And I, I Lord knows what the the Trump presidency has done to the minorities and the gays and everything else, like
1: I mean, now that we're getting a little older, I mean, put it this way: we've known each other seven years mm-hmm. on give give or take give or take I, I, was say, born, give or...
2: I was born in eighty three, and Martin Luther King was
1: assassinated in was it sixty eight or sixty nine mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, somewhere there. 60s. 14 years,
1: 15 years before I was born.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, be uh, I've been out of them. high school longer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's people think like, oh, a lot of people say, you know, racism is the next It was pretty, well, not that long ago, like literally my oh, right. parents my mom yeah. was alive my you know my grandma was born in 44 so she was in her 20s when yeah, that she
3: remembered that. happened mm-hmm.
1: yeah so um you know my grandma seen segregated schools and mm-hmm. water fountains and um so it's kind of it hasn't been that long you know what i mean we you got, really got
0: a, right we got yeah.
1: a, a lot to get through. I think with for us, we grew up almost in by the time we were in school. I think Martin Luther King was a holiday already.
0: That well, that actually, if you remember, it came up in that conference we went to in DC where I think they mentioned how he was assassinated in the 60s and wasn't until almost 20 years later it became a holiday, right? And um, more points to racism this Juneteenth just got assigned into law Mm -hmm. as a holiday and one of my ignorant white Facebook friends um, watched the wrong news channel and thought it was because of George Floyd and went on this huge racist Mm -hmm. rant about he's not an inspiration like Dr. King was. I was like, I'm pretty sure if you were alive back then you probably would have fucking hated Dr. King (laughs) too. Like don't pretend. Well, uh,
2: he was hated. He
1: was. Yeah,
0: uh, he was. Yeah.
1: He was most more likely than not. He was assassinated by the government. Um, you know, uh, I think it was a uh, whose podcast that recently came out, and they uh, said that the CIA um, killed JFK um, because uh, basically, like, most of the government guys didn't like. The direction he was taking, he was gonna take us into a war with Russia, and they they wanted to avoid that, so he had to go. Um,
0: so I heard it was because he was for the people, but those same yeah. people who I heard that from also thought Trump would get assassinated for the same reason. Gotcha. <laughs> I I wish it was because he was for the people, and that's also yeah.
1: why they um they say MLK was moving from racial. To more of a poverty um, justice, and and that's kind of why they took him out also. But I mean, if you watch a lot of the documentaries, they were listening to him and following him. They seen him as an enemy of the country. Now he's celebrated, and the government, you know, says, "Oh, let's all be like MLK." So. Yeah,
3: so celebrated in the media quite a bit too as well that's 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 the justification right you know like they gotta uh make their martyr and then they love them you know it's their jesus moment type of thing right
0: uh well speaking of injustice uh it, it was you uh Hyde father who mentioned uh a group of friends of ours but i, I took it to heart he said you gotta go on netflix and watch the th- i think it was like called the 13th it was a documentary oh, yeah. on the 13th Amendment. Where basically the Thirteenth Amendments had a loophole in it, where you still could have slavery, which through prison, prison. and obviously Jim Crow in the South took that and ran with it, but like the nineteen fifties, maybe even sooner than that. Um, So they're still through the Thirteenth Amendment, which theoretically freed the slaves, found a new way to keep slaves. And so that is my challenge. For profit
1: prisons.
0: I mean, yeah. that's one thing. Um
1: Stash definitely was ahead of the curve um as far as any kind of stuff back. I mean, even when I
2: first one of our first meetings, I don't um you might have been there, Uppy. Where uh Stash wanted us to um, push for more
1: real social justice movements and not just this sugar coated kind of give it lip service. Yeah. Um, And then there was some pushback. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then I got the same pushback a few years later um, on different grounds, but you know, both of us um, not okay with how things are going,
2: and um, you know, I don't think uh, staff I would say took that mm-hmm. well. I mean, I don't. I I would say that um,
1: when I you know let CSCA know how much, how big our chapter was, how much dues they actually got. And what were we getting in return? You know, they didn't really like that when, you know, I'm pretty sure they didn't like that conference when I said I had to chase my labor rep down, and you know, we're paying them, paying CSIA almost a million dollars a year, uh, from just from our chapter alone. So yeah, yeah, we we both were, you know, vocal.
2: Didn't, didn't uh play ball, I guess you could say. Um and so I mean you you ride it till the wheels fall off when when
1: you're like that. And so um but yeah I mean at first I was like man this guy's nuts. But then I understood <laughs> why why he felt like that and and then I and then I felt like that. So but yeah I mean even LGBT um uh, issues uh, Stash wanted to um, take on back and this was in 2014 um, when the group had just formed
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, I, w- I, I will argue even probably Hillary Clinton was still anti
2: yeah, she like 2011-12 she,
1: she was still against it, was, it.
2: Yeah. so it
1: was still fresh and now it seems to be the thing um uh, you know but yeah i mean heck i think he even wanted us or wanted them to stop selling sea world tickets which i'm 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 yep. for <laughs> um yep. i haven't been to sea world
2: uh
1: <laughs> you know and i i watched that documentary um
3: blackfish yeah they, so, they thought i was crazy they thought i was crazy he said, "What are you yeah. doing?" I go, "Dude, we're <laughs> killing these animals." And you guys are like, "Hey, sell tickets!" It was. They're like, "Sit down and talk to us." I'm like, "All right,
2: well." <laughs>
1: yeah, it was. He's definitely uh, passionate for sure.
2: Oh yeah.
1: And it was infectious. Uh, yeah, was. I, actually, before you jumped on, I had forgotten how we met. I thought we had all met at our first meeting. And I thought
3: it was a, say, it was a gay no. bar I thought it was a gay bar It was, Los it, was it was After Hours yeah. I told him it was at a social yeah. event D- Downtown Riverside gay bar or something. No, 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 it was in Sacramento yeah. it, was, it was, oh, it was Sac- It was that conference Oh, the gay bar in Sacramento um, I Can I say that. the other dude's name That was
2: there Tover No, uh, Weinberger 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 was there and that's who introduced us
3: and it was all downhill from there yeah
1: (laughs) and then I remember you were just like hey you know we're doing this and then you must have passed my info on to Mike because then the big guy sent me a message saying hey we're putting this group together and your name you know came came about and I hadn't filled out anything that I know of, or maybe I did that night because I think you were like, hey, fill this out. Or, I mean, I will remember we were drinking and having a good time. And I do remember we sang the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air uh, that night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. Uh, we okay. all did. We were all like karaoke and and sang the whole chorus to the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, and that's how we met, yeah
3: what's yes. well, <laughs> that without- long time i just right. it's, i'm tripping out because i've i've it's been seven yeah. years since i probably yeah i was on Uppy.
1: That. um you, you know your kid wasn't born yet because you that's why
2: you stepped down because you wanted to handle Uppy with my son yeah, yeah. so that's yeah, all long it yeah
0: yeah oh, always a terrible reason by the way We always just gotta push forward. Kids Uh, (laughs) kids
3: always push you out of the direction of your dreams. (laughs) Right.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, with that said, we're we're at about an hour. Um, All right. Great discussion. Um, Thank you, Hyde Father, for coming on. I'm I'm happy we finally. uh, I'm happy we finally remembered you. Um, Like I said, it was an odd story. How I thought of you today, but I'm glad I reached out, and uh, hopefully you come back uh in the future um it's like we uh it's fun to see stash be so quiet
2: <laughs> he just
3: it's he just said everything I, i'm like dude my 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 brother's speaking. he's speaking for me so what am i gonna do goes, we'll catch nice. another
2: one
0: we'll do a different subject next time we'll do sports Absolutely. or something so that
3: uh yeah
0: <laughs> well we we'll- well, especially especially once we get into the football season. Right.
3: Uh, we'll get a little more passionate. I mean
0: yeah. The, yeah. your your Browns should be
1: favored this year. Uh for sure to win the north. Yeah of uh, your division. Yeah. Like and then mm-hmm. uh the Chiefs, man, I still don't I don't I don't mm-hmm. see us missing a beat. I don't wanna
3: um, Patrick's. Patrick's still gotta go in there and yeah. really be
1: who but, he is
3: because he has enough years on him still right now mm-hmm. to say that hey I'm gonna be a fucking great quarterback. As no. long as as long as they make their offensive around him, he's gonna be he's gonna be okay.
0: Right. He'll be not, okay. That, not that I want to get too much in the weeds at this point, but what it's gonna come down to is the Buccaneers provided some sort of blueprint. Um, but, again, you have to have the Buccaneers' talent.
2: Yeah.
0: However, how did the – because I know the Chiefs, I, I don't follow them like closely or anything, but I do know that they revamped that somewhat weak offensive line. Yeah. So how are those additions going to protect Patrick? Because he got exposed a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So how, are, how is that O-line going to protect him? Because he has a talent to transcend whoever's he's throwing to. Because at some point they're going to have to make that transition. Because he's got that forty million dollar a year contract or forty five million. I think it's forty five a year for the next ten years. At some point, he's not going to have a Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey because they can't afford those fuckers anymore. So I, I believe he has the talent to transcend that. Like you know, like all the greats have. Mm-hmm. But is that yeah, he's gonna either? end up
2: having to either do what
1: Brady did and take like super under cap money? Uh, no, because yeah, the more no, we want for ten
0: years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ten years.
3: <laughs> well, I can see, I can see the the uh, of him, him of him undervaluing himself for a little bit so that he can maybe get on and build something. But mm-hmm. you need you that- need a couple of years where like. You have to work out the kinks, but that's what makes a great quarterback. So if he can come back and after working out some kinks of having to go, shit, I had to move a little more or I had to you know, go this way or that way, things that he's not uncomfortable with, that's what makes a situational quarterback I mean, so no. awesome. easy situation. That's him. He can sit in that pocket and fucking sling it, but this just gave him another opportunity to learn.
0: Watch. Watch. It's gonna be and, a great year for him. First, no. First and foremost, he didn't have time in the pocket. He was always running for his goddamn life. Second of all, his biggest downfall—that if he can't overcome this and he's never going to be as good as he should be—what I've noticed his issue is he's always going for the home run, and I think that's why they lost the Super Bowl, is because he always looks for that big home run type play as opposed to. Maybe I just need to throw it 10 yards this time. So that's part of his maturation process. But the other point you made, Stash, is that one, the, the thing about him undervaluing himself or whatever, that went out the window. The second he signed the contract, that went out the window. Even if they. He, he's got the richest contract in American sports.
1: He still, he still gave him a, some room. He could have got more, I think. But um, even if they keep this core <clears throat> for a couple of years. Um, I don't know how long they can keep Andy. He's already like 69, 70 years old. I so see he's up there. I know so
0: yeah, I don't know how long Andy will stay. Um well, I, I from what from what Pat said when he re-signed. Andy promising he was gonna be there is why he re-signed. So we'll see how much Andy can give or how much his heart poor heart can give because he's not a small man. He okay, he's
1: 63. Uh, he's 63. Still. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Anywho, so, we should have you, We should have you back next week. Who will? Yeah.
4: No worries. Um uh,
0: thank you, High Father, for blessing us with your presence. It's been great to see you again. It's been far too long. Um we should definitely try to hook up when uh the upies come down south for the Chargers Browns game we'll love you sure. see you and your wonderful wife um it's been again far too long and uh please come back anytime you want let us know if we forget about you and you got a topic say hey let's talk about this and we'll 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 make it happen captain
1: so, all right man i love you guys uh it's good seeing you guys again you and uh we'll have to do it soon
0: absolutely so for
4: stash
0: The Hyde Father and myself. We wish you a good afternoon, a good evening, and a
4: good night. Good boy. Good night. Good boy.